Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm Rachel. And we are Pelvic Service Announcement. All right. I'm excited for this week. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. I'm excited. We did a couple of heavier anatomy dysfunction. Um just really into the meat of what we do but then we started getting a lot of feedback from social media and just from you guys in general and you wanted to get to know us yeah at first we were kind of like do they even care like do they they even want to know about us but yeah I think I think it definitely helps with with any podcast to know kind of more about the people that you're listening to and and everything like that so that's kind of what this episode is going to be just get to know us a little bit kind Mm -hmm. of what a typical day for us looks like not only as pelvic floor pts but kind of what we like to do outside of work and outside Mm -hmm. of this podcast um and stuff like that so yeah so um with that being said i wanted just to start with breaking down what a day for us looks like a work day specifically we have different schedules I typically work 7.30 to 6.30, four days a week. Um, yeah, and I work 7.30 to 4.45-ish, five days a week. So, so Kelly leaves me on Fridays. I do. I'm so Very sorry. Very upset about it. I'm so sorry. It's I like fine. My, I like my three-day weekends. So. You leave me early every day, though. I mean, so. still. <laughs> it's not the same. No, it's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not giving up my day off, though. <laughs> But um, as far as like work environment, we all have a really good working relationship, Rachel and I, and then there's another pelvic therapist that's not the clinic director in there, Mm -hmm. Linda. We all hang out in our office until patients get here and we get along, we laugh, we talk about our weekends or our days. Yeah. And it's, it's really nice too. Cause like, kind of like we talked about in that first episode, like we all have different backgrounds. Like we all Mm -hmm. got our education from different places, um, and kind of different sources. And so it's really nice to just be able to come back in and be like, okay, like I have no idea where to even start with this patient. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't treated anything like this before. And then, you know, nine times out of 10, somebody else will be like, oh, I had that once, like try this, like I did this, this, and this, and that worked really well. I'm like, great. Yeah, it's it's awesome to have that collaborative ap- approach, especially as a new grad. Oh my gosh, yeah. We've got Linda, who has several years of experience, and then Alita, who is our boss. She's not in our office. She has her own office because she's fancy. fancy. Yeah, but she's got, I mean, just a well of information that I drink from often. So. I, <laughs> I have yet to ask Alita a question and her not give me like the most beautiful answer mm-hmm. ever. It'd be like, okay, there's no way that she's seen something like this before. Like this is kind of crazy out of the blue to be like, oh, like in this sense or in this way? Oh, okay. Well then you're going to do this and then try this and then go over here and do this. And it's because it works like this. And I'm just like, how did you know that? I always come out of there. I'm like, okay, so this is what's going on. And she's like, oh, did you look at this list, this? Like, or she'll ask me. She'll be like, what What about this? What about this? And I'm like, I I didn't even look at that. Yeah. So. <laughs> didn't even know that that was where okay. I should be looking. Okay. So it's, it's really nice, like Kelly said, as a new grad, just to have that, like, have that information and have like that mentorship is huge and that's like a big mm-hmm. thing that we would suggest to any any PT student new grad anything yes. like that like 
find an environment where you have that mentorship, where you have like somebody that you can rely on because you'll come out of school. Sometimes you'll think you'll know everything. You don't. You don't. Mm-mm. And and that's okay too. Like it's, it's okay to not know and don't be afraid to admit that. Like I've told my patients, I don't know oh. all the time. They're like, what does this have to do with that? Or like, does this have an effect on this? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know. I had a patient the other day who told me her toe was bothering her and she was explaining everything. And I I was like, okay, let me get back to you. I'm like, it's been a really long time since I've done a toe exam. Um, (laughs) Let me brush up my like toe anatomy. I will get back to you (laughs) next session. I'm going to need a minute on that one. There's no shame in saying, I don't know. But when you're in an environment where you have that mentorship, it just makes it so much easier. And I think it's better for your patients too, because then they have not only your one year of experience or however long, but they have those around you putting in their input. And it's just, it's beneficial for everyone. Absolutely. So for those of you who haven't been to Optimal or don't know how we're set up, Our new location, there's two locations. One of our locations is just orthopedic outpatient. Rachel and I are at our new location, and that location is half pelvic floor and then half sport-specific orthopedic. We have a really good relationship with orthopedic therapist as well, and it's really nice because a lot of times patients come in and they're not purely pelvic floor. They're not purely ortho, and so that's another just really cool way to get a collaborative approach to things. And especially my higher level patients who want to get back to running or lifting. It's so nice because we have this whole other half that's a gym with turf and weights. And so it just makes it so much easier to treat these patients and give them what they need having this facility. Absolutely. It makes like the biggest difference in the world. And a lot of our patients are, you know, high level and it's like, okay, well maybe they only have symptoms when they're two miles into a run or Mm -hmm. they only have symptoms when they're doing squats and deadlifts. And it's like, it's so nice that we actually have that equipment here and we can load them in a way that is actually going to make a difference for them rather than just like, okay, do some bridges and don't be wrong. Bridges are great. Nine times out of 10, that's where we're starting. But I mean, again, it's nice to have, have that higher level equipment and, and ability to do that. Get patients off the treatment table, get them out of a treatment room, get them working, get them physical. Yeah. So if we're not, treating patients if it's our lunch break Rachel and I are usually downing our bladder irritants got mine right now (laughs) (laughs) um but it's like I said in the beginning if we're not busy with patients if we're not talking about patients if Rachel and I aren't researching for this podcast we're just enjoying each other's company hanging out Yeah, yeah I mean we all like I said we have a really really good working relationship and I'd even go as far to say is we all have a really good personal relationship and so I feel like the level of communication and collaboration here is pretty awesome yeah and it's new for us too like Kelly and I we mentioned we went to school together we weren't really that close in school (laughs) that is what is so interesting Rachel and I are very different I don't know if you guys have picked up on that from the podcast but it's in good ways I mean yeah I'm probably more of an introvert after work I love working I love being here with my patients I'm drained after work I need I'm like, don't talk to me. I need my quiet time. Weekends, I'd really rather not be doing anything social. Whereas Rachel, (laughs) I'm like, what's next? Where are we going? What are we doing? 
definitely more of an extrovert. I was um, in school. I was our campus's social chair, um, which was super fun. So I was just like, yep, that's that's for me. I got to plan like all the fun things, the events and anything that we did was kind of in my wheelhouse so I just remember if you came in and you looked at looked excited and you looked like you wanted to talk to me I was like how do I avoid her she's (laughs) gonna ask me to do something social like what can I do open my laptop taking notes class hasn't even started don't make eye contact with Rachel she's gonna ask you to go out she's gonna ask you to do something fun fun heaven forbid (laughs) (laughs) Um, no you it was funny too because in like the group of people that like did kind of go out a bunch you're like we gotta get Callie out like <laughs> what can we do if maybe if there's coffee she'll come <laughs> like, like how can we you were like her. our mission was yeah. to like get you to come hang out with us it worked a few times we yeah. got you out a few times well but. I think re- we all took a girls trip to Colorado and that's where things really changed yeah. Yeah. for you and I because yeah. we spent some one-on-one time together and we just got to talking and we were like oh we're different, but we have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> like our brains actually kind of work the same. Work, yeah. <laughs> so that's when I remember we kind of started clicking. We still yeah. didn't run in the same circles, but I was like, we could she be all right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like she's fine. She's not quite as energetic as, <laughs> dare I say, annoying. <laughs> no, I'm pretty obnoxious. <laughs> But, but yeah no it's definitely been cool and I was so excited when I found out that Callie got hired here I was just like okay thankfully I'll at least have like one friend I'll have one person that I yeah. know but it's definitely kind of blossomed into yeah. this awesome friendship working relationship partnership with this podcast and it's good it's good you kind of make me cry <laughs> I love you it's it's so much fun I love it and that's what I like I feel like our differences we've talked about this a lot they make us able to do this we yeah like we complement each other very well just kind of like where you know not necessarily that you know weaknesses or anything but like where where Callie's really strong in one area like I'm really strong in another area and it kind of like brings us you know this perfect mix you know not only for work but for the podcast for our friendship so well something I loved is I had kind of thought of ideas for the show and then we started it and you brought in this whole new perspective and it opened points of views and ideas and ways to look at things that I never even considered. And so it just developed it into something that I've fallen in love with. Absolutely. So that's been really, really awesome. Um, so what are you doing after work? Like, what does a day look like after work for you? So I go home, I pet my cat for like three minutes and then I go straight to the gym. So I'm pretty active in like lifting weights. I like, I hesitate to call myself a bodybuilder cause I feel like. It- okay. I'm going to, you're a bodybuilder. <laughs> you do competitions. You're a I bodybuilder. Do. <laughs> I just, I feel like saying like, yeah, I'm a bodybuilder, like brings to mind a certain look of a woman that is absolutely (laughs) terrifying. And I do not look like that at all. Um, But I, yeah, I compete. I love doing like those ridiculous competitions with the teeny tiny bikini and the heels and the obnoxious spray tan on stage. Yeah, that's what I do. So um, the jewelry, don't forget, don't forget the jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best part. Um, But yeah, it's, it's really fun. I got into lifting weights. I think I kind of touched on, you know, I played soccer all through high school. I mean, really all growing up. And after I got to college, it was like, I didn't really have, you know, I just didn't want to gain the freshman 15. So I was like, let me do something and kind of slowly got my feet wet lifting in the gym and 
you know, started noticing pretty immediate results just kind of in my physique. And then as I kind of got more, more and more serious about it, more addicted to it, um, competing just kind of seemed to be like the next step, like Mm -hmm. the next thing I didn't really quite have that like competitive outlet anymore. Like I did with soccer. Um, and so it just kind of seemed like the next, the next level. So I did my first competition in 2020, did two that year. I did one last year and then we got two lined up for, for this year. So it's good. I'm really excited. And so I love lifting weights. It's kind of addicting. So it's crazy working with you throughout the whole thing because you're never what I would consider a large person, but to see you go from that bulking season or whatever, and then down your, your shred, your cut, whatever, like your whole face changes, your whole, and it's crazy whenever, and we can edit this out, but I just know when you get down to your lowest body fat percentage, you come in just like huddled up, you're freezing all the time. I think it was like literally like the middle of August and we're, we're in Texas. So it's freaking hot here, especially in Amarillo in the middle of Texas. I come in, I'm in like a sweatshirt and like, I seriously genuinely consider bringing blankets to work almost every single day. So I'm like, I have no body fat. I'm freezing. I will like turn my car on in the middle of the summer and I will just, I won't even turn the air conditioning on and I will just sit and bake in this hot car. You're like, like a reptile. Finally, like, I'm I need more. The sun. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty interesting. But yeah. It's fun. So Callie does not like lifting weights. No, but, but I have been, I was actually doing the math. I've been consistently lifting weights and by consistently, I mean two to three ish times a week at the minimum, sometimes less if it's the holiday, but I've been consistently doing something active like that for two years. Good for you. So yeah, I was gonna say, and you run a lot. I do. I do. Running is probably my passion, but it's cold and it's windy in West Texas. So to get the consistency that I feel like I should have as a physical therapist (laughs) and the great thing about lifting versus running is you can eat more when you lift. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I like food. So once I figure that out, I'm in there doing my bicep curls. I might be like, this is so dumb, but I do it. <laughs> Not as intensely as you do, but I do it. I am married. I've been married since October 16th. Oops, don't forget my anniversary. October 16th of 2021. Rachel actually did my makeup for the wedding. I did. So that's that's how close we are in and out of work. Yeah. She did an awesome job. I got a lot of compliments. <laughs> I had a beautiful canvas to work with. Anyway, yeah, it was like that's – I'd say like makeup and working out are probably like my two like biggest yeah. like hobbies, passions, you want to call it. Um, I have – like an entire makeup store in my bathroom like it's kind of ridiculous but it brings me so much joy it's so funny because you go to the gym and you look like like a bra girl like you've yeah. got your <laughs> you've got your vans on you've got the oversized t-shirt but then you come in to work and it's like sometimes the fake lashes the full face of makeup and I'm so confused I'm like who are you <laughs> but it's okay you don't fit in one box and that's what's different that's what's cool <laughs> but yeah we were we had a seminar week um our last year of PT school and we had just we were getting ready to go somewhere I can't remember what we were but it was all the girls like we all shared a house and so there was like 
12 of us, I think, that were in this house together for the week. And we were getting ready to either go out or like go take pictures, graduation pictures or something like that. So we're all getting ready. And I had like all my makeup kind of pulled out in front of me, (laughs) just sprawled out. And Callie just looks at me and she goes, Rachel, would you want to do my makeup for my wedding? And I'm like broke down crying. I'm like, I would be honored. Are you kidding me? That would be the biggest honor of my life. Well, and what was so impressive, she showed up to where we were getting ready, beanie, tights, oversized, like just looks like a mountain girl, basically flannel. (laughs) And she does my makeup and most of my bridesmaids makeup. She makes everybody look beautiful. And then like five minutes before the wedding, she gets ready and it's like she goes from mountain girl to stunning, could have been in the bridal party. I'm like, that was the quickest 180 I have ever seen. I was pretty quick about it. Yeah. I was like, wow. It was funny. No, because there comes a time when you're doing your makeup where you look like a crazy person. And it's just, it's usually when you have your foundation and concealer done and you're like setting it with baking powder and just kind of letting things sit. And I usually do my eyebrows. So I have like this pale face with powder and these dark eyebrows. (laughs) And that's, that's just, that just happens in the makeup process. Well, at that point, Kelly's dad comes to find me. <laughs> and he's like, hey, like, would you want to cut? Like, can you cut the cake and, and serve the cake and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, now? Like, when? <laughs> like, I, this is not, we're not wedding ready yet. <laughs> I just laughed. I was like, poor dad just was probably so shocked. Like, this is the person you trusted to do your makeup. <laughs> she looks like a crazy person. <laughs> no, it, it all was. It was awesome. Like I said, my photographer told me, she said, I was going through editing your pictures and the whole time I just kept thinking, what lipstick is that? Why? Did, like, it just looks so good. I need to ask her where she got this. Oh, where did she get that? So that was probably my biggest compliment was my makeup. So. Yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah. Like I said, I had a beautiful canvas to work with anyway. So made my job easy. Well, thank made you. Made my job easy. So I've actually had like a couple people like ask me to do their bridal makeup because of you and your pictures and how it turned out so you're very talented thanks Thanks. my husband and I live in Canyon we don't live in Amarillo I drive in we just like Canyon it's smaller we've got family in the area he is super into cooking any of my unmarried ladies out there probably my top advice is marry a man that cooks yeah because let me tell you it is (laughs) life-changing Like it has been, I, so the other day he actually had to work late and I had to cook dinner and I hadn't cooked dinner probably in six months. (laughs) So I oversalted the chicken. I'm pretty sure I didn't cook it. I mean, it was just the biggest disaster. So, but it's funny. Callie will like send me videos and she'll just be like on the couch and Carson's in the kitchen just doing his thing doing whatever and she's just like I'm spoiled I am living my best life it's so nice he has this apron he wears like he puts it on (laughs) he takes it so serious he was telling me oh what was he cooking he was cooking onions I think the other day and he was like no you can't add the salt yet because you've got to layer the flavors and the pores of the onion have to open up to accept uh, accept the flavor and I was like yeah no I'm gonna starve when you leave (laughs) So what I mean by leaving, <laughs> my husband's not leaving me, technically. <laughs> my husband is a minor league baseball player. Um, he plays for the Washington Nationals Association. So 
he is leaving March 1st for spring training. I'm actually going to drive down with him. It's going to be Oh, that's fun. Yeah, we're going to make it fun. Um, And then he'll live in the north somewhere for the next. (laughs) I don't know where he'll be yet. Um, So that's good for my pelvic floor overactivity (laughs) and my type A personality. (laughs) No plans, but we're rolling with it. Yep. There you go. There you go. So... So yeah, if I'm not at work or not at the gym, I'm watching my husband cook and then I'm eating what he cooked. Yep. Sometimes we work out together and that's kind of fun. I actually like it. We don't usually do the same workouts, mm-hmm. but we'll go lift together. He's been trying to get in shape. They have to pass these fitness tests and he's been running. So that's been fun. Although the facility he runs at is not heated. So when it's been like 30 degrees, oh, I've been like, I'm going to go lift. You have fun. <laughs> Bye, honey. You actually have fun on that freezing cold run. Oh, man. Um, so that's what we're doing outside of work. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite part of our job? <sighs> that's a big question. I think just seeing like how big of a difference we can make with some of these patients' lives. Like it's like I've had patients literally like, hug me and be like you literally changed my life and like you you can't beat that Mm -mm. like you can't beat that and kind of like what we talked about in that first episode like yeah rehabbing a shoulder is great like yeah giving somebody their function and independence at home you know you know putting groceries away and grooming and cleaning and things like that is phenomenal but when you have a patient that doesn't have pain anymore and actually has answers to where that pain was coming from because a lot of times, especially our patients that have been in kind of that chronic pain cycle, they've had that pain for years and they've had surgeries, they've had medications, they've had, you know, gone through all these other different avenues and then it's like they finally get to us and it's like, okay, actually I think this is a lot of this is coming from your pelvic floor and we work on down training and relaxing and you know just behavioral modifications stress management things like that and now all of a sudden it's like that's where my pain was coming from Mm -hmm. that's where my problem was and now you know I had one patient she's like I can actually have sex with my husband and I'm not curled up in a ball for three days afterwards Mm -hmm. and it's you know she literally told me she was like Rachel you literally changed my life I'm like that's that's what gets me out of bed in the morning Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I thought a lot about this question because there's not really a part of this job I don't like. Yeah. Like I love, I mean, even when we joke about it, even sometimes things get frustrating. Patients aren't doing their exercises, which come in. If you haven't done your exercises, you're not in trouble. <laughs> we'll work through it. We'll but <clears throat> my favorite part about this is making those patients feel heard, making them feel seen because so many times people come in here and they've been dismissed by their physician. They've been just told it's in your head or it's normal or they don't even believe it because the symptoms are so bizarre a lot of the time. And when somebody tells you that and they feel alone and they feel like they're crazy or like you think they're making it up and then you take your model of the pelvic floor and you explain their symptoms and you tell them why it makes sense and why you think it's going on and that we can work on it in here, I've had so many patients just break down and cry at that right there Yeah, because it's been years of feeling like that. And so I think that is what I love is just making those people that have felt so alone and so unseen in their problems for so long, making them feel heard, making them feel 
like they're not alone and showing them the hope that there is in recovery is probably my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, all right, we'll lighten things up a little bit. Other than working out, since you already talked about that, what is a hobby you have outside of work? I, I do like to explore a lot. And I think that kind of getting out, finding, you know, a new adventure, something different to somewhere, somewhere new to go is definitely I mean, I, I do get a little stir crazy. So I did, um, our last year of PT school, we actually just been doing clinical rotations, um, which is super fun because we get to move and we get to see different PT settings. We have to get a certain number of skills checked off in different settings. So we have to kind of bounce around. Um, but I actually did two of my rotations in Casper, Wyoming. And then I did another one down in Salt Lake city, Utah. And I think I spent like every weekend driving somewhere new. And especially when I was in Utah, I was like, okay, I'm going to Moab. I'm going to the National Arches Park. I'm going to, um, I went to Zion. And so just being able to like have the freedom and the opportunity to literally just like pick up and go was so nice. And just like, I wanted to make the most of it. I know a lot of our classmates were just like, no, like I'm going to live at home for the next year because it's free. I'm like, yeah, that's great, but I want to go somewhere I've never been before. So I'll be up in the North. Bye. Oh man. I remember your social media post. It was just like always mountains, water, lakes, streams. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was really fun. And especially like I spent Christmas in Yellowstone with my family. And so being there in the park with it being covered in snow mm-hmm. and like half the waterfalls were like half frozen and just like the wildlife that we saw and everything like that it was just like when is the next time I'm gonna have an opportunity to do something like mm-hmm. this so whereas now I mean like we have you know for the most part we have pretty good freedom with you know <clears throat> taking days off and time off of work and stuff like that but just kind of being able to have that freedom like okay when's the next time I'm going to be able to go live in Wyoming for six months yeah. and then leave with like no strings attached right. no questions asked so very nice it was fun what yeah. about you what are you up to well my introverted self loves to read <laughs> like if I could probably pick anything that is what I like to do I'm trying and I've been pretty good about it, but I'm trying to make myself read at least one nonfiction book a month because um, if I don't, I'll just read fiction, not get any smarter. So <laughs> read some Harry Potter, yeah, some Outlander, yeah, just all all the good things. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to to push myself there, and that's been good. I've been trying to read pelvic floor specific books. I'm finishing up the vagina bible right now so we might do an episode breaking that down for you guys there's a lot of good stuff in there yeah there's a lot of really good I got like an entire book list Mm -hmm. from my pelvic floor continuing ed class that we're thinking about maybe doing kind of like maybe like a mini series book club kind of review where we just sit and kind of like talk about some of these books that we've that are on this list because there's some good ones on there just not only for women but for men too and you know whether it's dealing with pelvic pain or incontinence or cancer and mm-hmm. support groups and things like that so we might kind of do like mm-hmm. a little spin-off book club series kind of thing so. that's why it took us this long to make an episode where we just talk about ourselves because there's so <laughs> much pelvic floor that we want to talk I mean we already have probably a year's worth At of least. episodes planned I yeah. mean so 
we're hoping this is a project that lasts for the next several years. And our goal is to, as the research comes out, be consumers of that research, share the research with you guys, and just talk about any and everything. We've got some really cool guests lined up. We're so excited. Um, So that's in the works. We're not going to spoil it, Mm -hmm. but that's going to be really, really exciting once we get that all done. Um, So, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, we literally, like, we have a shared notes um, (laughs) on our phones. And it's just, like, every day Mm -hmm. it's just, like, oh, we should do an episode about this. Oh, we should do an episode of this. Oh, we could do an entire series about this. And so I think that we literally do. I think we probably are pretty close to a year's worth of of episode topics and and just more things that we want to talk about. There's so much. So much. Um, If I'm not reading, I'm picking out a new delicious recipe for my husband to cook for me. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's really, that's what I like to do with my free time. Um, But I'm hoping when he leaves that me and you will do some more adventure type things. Maybe hike the canyon. Yeah. I need you to learn to snow ski so we can go snow skiing. Okay. So I've done it twice. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. We'll figure it out. I took one friend skiing with me one time and she snowboarded and she was trying to relearn if this tells you the kind of friend I am. What did you do? I left her. I was like, sorry, (laughs) I don't really get to ski very much. And this is expensive. You have fun figuring this out. I'll meet you at the bottom at lunchtime. So I'll be down the mountain. (laughs) You have so much fun. And we're still friends, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, she's an introvert too. She's kind of like, she does good on her own. I do good on my own. So it really worked for both of us. But by the end of that trip, she was black and blue. Her hip was so bruised oh, and so no. swollen. She did make a friend. Um, she met a guy. Was on it the, the paramedic that brought no, her down the mountain? No, it was not. She met a man on the ski lift who I believe was hitting on her. And he thought when she said she wasn't very good, it was like a flirt. Like, I'm not very good. Can you help me? And he uh-huh. was like, oh, yeah. And then he saw her actually snowboard. And he was like, oh, <laughs> never mind and so um she said she accidentally went down a black and she thought it was a green oh, no. so she lived we're still friends so <laughs> it's fine it's fine um are you convinced to go skiing with me now <laughs> like i said i've been twice we actually went on like a trip during pt school which was super fun um kelly being herself did not come with us no i did not <laughs> but it was a good time it was fun that was the first time that i learned to ski and i had a so I was walking as like I said it was like my very first time ever going skiing and I'm with a bunch of people like we were we went with um a couple people from our class and then a couple people from the class above us and literally everybody else had gone skiing like all the time every year like hardcore into it and I'm just like I'm gonna die (laughs) like what is this and so we're walking out of like the rental ski shop and I slip and bust it on ice and I land flat on my butt, feet up in the air. And I'm just like, this is a terrible start to this day. <laughs> How did you end up doing with it though? Because being athletic and not very large, I would think you would pick I did it up. O- I did okay. I okay. did okay. I had a few kind of sketchy yeah sketchy falls um tweaked my knee a little bit but nothing that was like 
no, no major injuries, thank goodness. But see, so if we went, you'd probably already have it down because the Maybe. second time you get out there, I mean, it's a piece of cake. So the second time I went, um, oh, so I you've went. Been twice. I've been twice. Okay, yeah, two different. Yeah, two different trips. Um, the second time I went, I stayed on one run the entire time, um, called the easiest way down. So. <laughs> That's where I stayed. What mountain were you skiing? Uh, I think it was Red River. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Red River is really narrow. So we'll take you, we'll get you some wider trails. Okay. We'll, it'll okay. be a good time. We'll, we'll go fine. to Colorado. Good snow. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One, I mean, if you have more, we can do more. But my last question, do you feel like we've ever had any conflict? Or if we do, how would we handle that? Not to my knowledge. Yeah, I don't think we've had, any, we've had any conflict. Nothing that you haven't told me no. about. But um, I mean, every once in a while, you know, if it comes to like a social media post or like, you know, something that we want to do for the podcast, kind of more like, okay, like, can we change the font? Like, right. let's, you know, can we move that over here? That kind of thing. But I mean, it's been for the most part fairly, you know, civil I mean I don't think either of us are the kind of people to kind of like fester on it and Mm -hmm. just kind of let it boil up and spill over so I think one of the good things we both have in common neither of us are very sensitive and both of us are very vocal about our opinions yeah and so it's like anytime there's been something and not even conflict but like you said something we wanted changed it was hey can we do this and it was either oh no I did it like this for this reason or yeah sure yeah and then no one's feelings were hurt so that's that's kind of nice yeah there was there was like one recording where I had listened to it and we kind of share them before we actually post them Mm -hmm. just so that we can kind of like proof listen almost yeah and I was like hey I repeated myself like eight (laughs) times like do you want to cut that out like I don't know if like did you leave it in and she was like I just feel really bad cutting out like (laughs) things that you say and I'm like no dude please cut it out well that's That is, that was the hardest part for me because (laughs) I do the editing. She kind of does the social media. I mean, we overlap in both, but I, anytime I went on a rabbit trail, I was editing mine out and I wasn't editing hers, not because, well, mainly because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I didn't want her (laughs) to be like, Hey, I said this, where was it? And when I finally told her that she was like, no, absolutely. (laughs) Cut out my ums, cut out my (laughs) rabbit trails. I literally said the exact same thing, like one after the other. So (laughs) just cut it out. Yeah. I don't think we've had any conflict. I think we briefly liked the same boy once, but not at the same time. Not at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Those days have And now I'm married, so it's fine. Not to him. No, not to him. Not to him. (laughs) Now I don't even talk to him anymore. So so. we just, uh, it it really works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. good things. All good things. All but right. Did you have anything else? Not really. I think just I'm glad that we did this episode just kind of as a, a break from the heavy, heavy stuff and um, just kind of a more chill, laid mm-hmm. back, get to know us a little bit better. So, yeah, if you liked it, great. If you didn't, well, you can just listen to the next one. <laughs> and let us know, too, like, if yeah. there's more things that you kind of want to hear about, like, us personally, again, like, we were kind of like, do they even care? Like, does anybody even want to know yeah. about, you know, what we do outside of work and kind of why, you know, what what brought us here? Or do they just want pelvic stuff? So yeah. let us know. Let us know on our Instagram. Um, we're at pelvic service announcement. You can also follow us on our personals. Um, I am Rachel underscore Fritz. I'm at Callie.teal, T-E-E-L. 
and uh yeah let us know what else you want to hear if you have like more personal questions for us or about pelvic things anything goes yeah um so two things i have our psa but then another thing i terrifying thing that ramped up my overactivity oh no i found out my mother-in-law listens to this and man i just started counting the amount of times i've said clitoris and orgasm on the show and the thought of my mother-in-law i mean she knows what i do my mother and my mother-in-law and i have a phenomenal relationship and so it shouldn't cause me the panic (laughs) but man she was so nice about it so supportive it just never even crossed my mind that she would listen but that's who she is she's supportive she was awesome um so yeah i'm gonna probably have to use my pelvic wand after that yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) yeah my mom she listened to like one of our last episodes and she was just like wow you ladies really just dived right into me i was like mom like you know this is what we do you know this is what we treat and talk about she's like i guess so (laughs) (laughs) we love the support um love you moms (laughs) Man, my little brother actually told me he and he's 18, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna need you to stop. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm like, not that men don't have. I was like, this is not applicable. Like, the, you, you're fine. Please stop listening. <laughs> so I just, I want who I want to listen to it. Right. <laughs> I don't want. Like, I wish you, you know, you can just block people yeah. on your Instagrams. I wish I could like block people from the podcast. Just know you do not have access. To this. <laughs> all right, all right. So. Wrapping this up, <laughs> our PSA is now you guys know us a little bit better. So come in and see us and let us get to know you. Absolutely. We are at Optimal Physical Therapy Solutions here in Amarillo, Texas. And we would be more than happy to to treat you, to get you in here. And again, even if it's just kind of like, I just want to make sure everything's good, mm-hmm. by all means. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for letting us talk about ourselves for a little bit. So hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you next week. Bye.